Hello and welcome to another episode of the Try Lawyer Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Try Lawyer Podcast. This is your host, Casey Arbenz. Uh, it's great to be with you guys again. It's been uh, two weeks. Missed my first week since starting the podcast, and I have plenty of good reasons, but the reality is I've just been swamped with work and opportunities and family and uh just training like crazy. Got uh, Ironman Coeur d'Alene in 16 days. So I'm kind of peeking out, ran my 20 miler yesterday, my last long run before the race. And then I've got a big uh, cycling day on Sunday. And then uh, then it's taper, Tapersville. So I'm excited about that. But yeah, I just haven't been able to get to the podcast and it stinks because it's really one of my top priorities. But other things have just been popping up one after another after another. And my mom came to town, which was awesome. And it was great to see her, and I joke with her all the time that as much help as she is, which is true, she's also a bit like having another kid <laughs> at times. Um, just I don't know about I don't know about everybody else who's a parent here, but what is it about getting in and out of the car with kids? It's like it takes <laughs> getting in the car takes like two minutes, uh, and part of it's my own fault. My car the way it's set up, the booster seats or the, the kids, they're not car seats, they're, I guess they're boosters. Um, I have to, I have to, on one of the, for my daughter, the side my daughter sits on, I have to, I have to put her seatbelt on for her, which uh, takes a minute, but get them in the car and then they got to have their toys and their stuff and inevitably we forget masks and all that. Um, and then getting out of the car is even worse and I can't explain why, right? The kids know how to pop the seatbelts so they should be able to get those off jump out but I swear it takes five minutes sometimes and so then you throw my mom who's 77 and while in good shape and all that uh, just getting in and out of the car it is, it's like herding cats and uh, so she came to visit which meant I couldn't do a couple hours of work uh, on the weekend which I like to do to kind of have peace of mind which meant I was slammed all week with stuff to get done my to-do list was long and the podcast just kept getting put off and so uh, very disappointed about that, but it is what it is, and I'm back, so that's awesome, and I vow to not miss weeks, and I may, even if I can, try to pump out another one quickly, uh, because I want to, my goal was to do one every week for, you know, the first year and have 52 active podcasts up, because I hate when I get into a new podcast, especially a triathlon one, and the host isn't posting new new podcasts, and a lot of that has to do with if, if it involves anything with triathlon related news and such i want to know i want to be up to date and up to speed one of my favorite podcasts and i've talked about this before is the um is the coach john newsom and Bivin james isles uh podcast um i am talk and those guys are awesome because they do one every week you know same with triathlon terry he's always up to speed always got new stuff coming out new content um so yeah, so not a ton's been going on in the in like the Ironman world, but there's been some great 
developments. Uh, the ITU races this past weekend were awesome. Uh, American uh, Olympic trials, or well, the, the, the decision on who the last uh, female Olympians coming down to Katie Zafaris and Taylor Spivey, both of whom I'm a big fan of, of course. I, I kind of, as much as I like Taylor Spivey and her really, I mean, she's really done great over the last few years consistently, you know, is a top five finisher. I, I think this one's going to go to Zafaris, just given her dominance when she's, when she's dialed in. She's probably the U.S.'s best chance for a gold. And, um, and then in the men, uh, I'm not as up to speed on that, uh, but the, I think it's Pearson. Uh, that guy came out and got second and, and, uh, in a great race. The kid from uh, Great Britain, Andrew Yee, just, just blew everybody away, and that was cool. And looks like it's uh, the end of uh, Alistair Brownlee's time as the, as the king with his two gold medals. So a um, lot of stuff. That was great. Um, exciting to watch for sure. I watched it. Um, on Sunday, and um, I've been training really hard. I got this race coming up. Like I say, did my my twenty miler yesterday. I got a really sore foot today. I'm ten percent of me is terrified that I have a stress fracture or something, but I it seems to be getting a little better as the day goes on. So optimistic that's not going to be uh, a permanent thing. But uh, been training really hard. Been swimming longer and longer. The I, on on uh, Memorial Day, I did a 3,000 meter lake swim, and then I've done tried to do like 2,500 to 3,500 every swim since, and, and at least you know like every other day. Um, I'm never going to be a great swimmer, but I'd love to get in about 108, 109 at the worst uh, at Ironman Coraline. And uh, I've got a new a new wetsuit. I'm going to talk about some gear today. That's going to be the topic of today's show. It's just all the gear that I love, and I don't have any. But I think having a new wetsuit, a better wetsuit, should make me a little bit faster. So um, anyway, yeah, so swimming, um, build up, and going to bike this weekend and start to taper. So I can't wait. So anyway, um, today's uh, topic is is gear that I love. And it's just different stuff that over trial and error over the years, um, I've learned that... uh, is just the best stuff for me. You know, I'm about 5'11", uh, just under 5'11", and I weigh 170 pounds, kind of on the nose. And I use a lot of different stuff, and I've kind of learned, you know, and sometimes the hard way about what the best gear is for me. Um, so I'm just going to kind of start go start with my swimming gear that I love and uh, explain a little bit about the history of that gear and how I've used it and, and that sort of thing. And uh, can talk about bike and run gear as well. So... Um, you know, the first thing that is probably my favorite piece of triathlon equipment is my Garmin, uh, my Phoenix 6X watch. Um, I think it's just a cool looking watch. It's kind of a big, big face. Um, I get 10 days battery life out of it. It's a great triathlon watch. Um, I can do, you know, I can measure all my stuff. So swimming, biking, running, you know, pool swimming, open water swimming, um, running on a treadmill, running outside, riding a um stationary bike versus riding outside it connects to my power meter on my uh, garmin pedals which i'll talk about it connects to my garmin heart rate monitor and so it's just cool it connects of course to my phone and then it connects to strava Um, it's just a good good solid piece of equipment so it's kind of the the thing i use in every workout all the time and i I, you know it not 
I'm not a person who wouldn't work out if I didn't record everything, but it's particularly nice to look back over your, your training, like say your month, and see the volume you've put in, the miles you put in running or, or cycling or, or swimming. And then I like to, what I like to do is uh, measure those miles and times against other um, races, right? And like to say the build up to an Ironman, I did Ironman Arizona in 2018 and I had a great race. I did a 10.22 at a terrible swim. Uh, I need to get into all of the details. Terrible swim. It was freezing cold. Uh, it was like an hour and 12 minutes. It's my worst Ironman swim I've ever had. But then I had a 506 bike. Like I had an awesome bike ride, and it's a flatter course, so that makes some sense. And then I ran, I think is my PR on a marathon, about a 352. And it's funny, my, I didn't start my watch. I got so amped up for the race, uh, I didn't start it. So anyway, I did a 10.22, which is one of my best, it is my best Ironman time. And so I've been comparing my volume and, and my speeds of that race to what I'm doing in advance of Coeur d'Alene. Um, and I, based on the numbers, I should do even better at Coeur d'Alene. Obviously it's a different course, um, but the Garmin Phoenix 6 really gives me the opportunity to, 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 that, to evaluate those numbers. Um, and then just like simple stuff, right? Like my favorite goggles, I've been using these. At my first half Ironman was at uh, Victoria 70.3. And I bought a pair of Aquasphere, the Kaiman Exos, um, at the at the booth there, and I've never gone back. I've probably had ten or twelve pairs of those, maybe more, since then, and I just keep buying them. And they're just the best goggles. I love them, and uh, I hope they never discontinue them <laughs> because I don't really like anything else. Um, wetsuits. So I have. I've gone through a number of Xterra wetsuits, the Vector Pro, and I mostly buy that wetsuit because of the price. I think it's a, a good wetsuit. It does tend to kind of start to rip under my under my armpit or in my armpits area, and it might be a little narrow because I have a little bit wider shoulders. I'm about a four. I wear a, like a forty inch suit, like a you know if I wear a business suit, I'm a 40, 40 regular, and so the um, the Vector Pro, but the price is always right. I mean, I think I get it for under 200 bucks. And so I've, I've had at least three of those, um, just kind of wear them out. And I do a lot of open water swimming typically in the summer. Um, in this year up, up here in the Northwest, we've had just terrible, inconsistent weather. I've done two lake swims so far on June 11th. I mean, some, some, some years I'm already in April, I'm already swimming in the lake and most of May and then, uh, all of June, July and August. And I'm hopeful that we're kind of getting there. Um, but I, but I put in a lot of miles in my, um, Xterra wetsuits. So I've had three vector pros. Um, but I also have a, um, a Roka Maverick X, uh, wetsuit, which I have not yet used. So I can't say this is necessarily one of my favorites, but it's a thousand dollar wetsuit that I got for like 400 bucks on a clearance sale. It's been sitting up in my closet since after Kona in 2019, and I, I can't wait to race in it. So I'm actually going to break it out tomorrow because I'm going to swim at the lake tomorrow morning. And I, since I have a race coming up, I want to get a little practice in it. So I'm, I'm interested to see how that's going to go. But that'll be my race suit, um, assuming it's awesome, which I expect it, it will be. Um, other stuff I like, and there's a few other Xterra products I'm actually a big fan of. Um, I like their booties. I wear those on the cold mornings. I just put them on under the wetsuit and I swim with them. And then it's nice to be able to walk out of the water in, uh, you know, on the boat ramp and it's all dirty and just wear those and then peel those off. And then I just wash them when I get home real quick. Um, I also like the Xterra lava pants. Uh, those are like neoprene shorts that I swim in. And I, at the, when I'm at the pool, I pretty much swim exclusively in my uh, lava pants. 
I also have the uh, the, the floating buoy, uh, one you wrap around your waist uh, from Xterra that I that I use. It was like twenty bucks. It's a great product. I don't I don't really use it when I swim with with people, especially in the morning when there's not really a lot of action out on the lake. But if I go up by myself somewhere um, on a lake or out in the Puget Sound in the ocean, um, and you know there might be boats or other uh, things that might see me. Um, or might not see me, I guess. Um, I wear I wear that, and uh, it also is actually. I would say if, if you had a bad cramp or a, a problem, you you could hang on to that thing. I know it's not designed for that, but it would it would float you and keep you alive in a pinch. So I do do that when I'm by myself, especially in unfamiliar areas. Um, I like Blue Seventy. Um, I actually like there. I've had a few different neoprene caps. I've had the Xterra neoprene cap. But the Blue 71 is like a one piece, doesn't have a, a strap that, that it disconnects or is like Velcro. So I recommend the Blue 70 neoprene cap for those cold, those cold swims so you can avoid that ice cream headache. Um, I also used the Blue 70 uh, swim skin in Kona and it was great. I swam really well there. It was a little tight in my lats under my armpits and uh, but a little Vaseline um, was fine there. It kept me from getting too banged up. Um, Vaseline, I, I think, is something I got to talk about. It's uh, that's my go-to lubricant for for everything. Um, you know, when I'm when I'm swimming, you know, all the kind of the sensitive areas. There's obviously a lot of products. I'll talk about Tri Slide Spray, which I which I also like. But I I use Vaseline during races. I put a little you know underneath the wetsuit, and then I put it down in my growing area and in the front and back for bike riding. Uh, I like it better than the champ chamois butter uh, some of the other products uh, utter butter I just I think Vaseline just stays on I also use it on my feet um, around my, in my shoes uh, in my socks and like in some of the hot spots where I get blisters um, so I'm, I'm a big fan of, of Vaseline uh, and just think it is a crucial thing for uh, triathletes I also am a big believer in baby powder um, I put baby powder in my shoes also um, just to absorb some of the, the the moisture that's in there. So like I'll put, usually what I'll do is I'll put a little Vaseline in the hot spots on my shoes in the inside, and then I'll put some baby powder in the shoes. Um, and then I will, um, you know, put on socks and run. And uh, if I have time, I'll put a little on my feet before I put on my socks uh, for the run. So, but that, I was talking about swimming stuff. So that's kind of the, the stuff that I think is the best gear I've used for swimming. Um, certainly any time you have any questions about this reach out to me uh, you can find me on Instagram at try underscore lawyer uh, my email address is casey.arbenz at gmail.com and, and never hesitate to reach out like I said I'm not sponsored by anybody and it's just trial and error how I've reached these products I like um, as far as bike goes you know I'm not I'm not a really great bike technician I don't I mostly ride bikes indoors on the trainer or in races um, but some products that I've been very fond of is I have the, the gyro race helmet with the, with the visor. It was like 200 bucks and it's just a great product. I, I swear my bike times in, in races went down, uh, once I got that helmet and, um, I should, I should actually pull it up here and tell you the, the, um, the model number. Let's see here. It's the, yeah, the, um, it's a gyro arrowhead MIPS helmet. It's got a removable, you know, visor that's, and it just, it fits well, it's comfortable. The visor looks cool, it's easy to take off. I usually just wash it with soap and water. 
um, and it stays totally clean, doesn't have any scratches. Um, so that helmet has, has really made me faster. Um, I have I have two race bikes, um, and that's another story, I guess. <laughs> I have a, a kind of a high carbon um, Cannondale Slice, which was my first triathlon bike. Actually, it's my second triathlon bike. I had a Trek. It was my first one. I gave that to my buddy Matt, and then it got stolen out of his garage. Uh, but I got the Cannondale Slice, which I which I like a lot. It's a good bike. Um, I didn't like as time's gone on. That, I, that was a bike I raced at Kona um, with, and I had profile design uh, wheel set, you know, the race wheels, and uh, I've got the the D2 um, Altegra D2 uh, shifting on electric shifting, which is which is really nice or Dura Ace, I think. Um, it's good and it's a good bike. Um, I, I'm not sure it's the fastest bike, so I I bought during the pandemic a Tri Rig Omni because it just looks so cool. If you go on the, go on the Tri Rig website, it just looks like such a fast bike, and it's so adjustable. And I really want a clean front end and the the Tri Rig aero bars setup and adjustability, and how it has no wires or anything visible. Um, I just love that that setup. And so then. I've now I've got that frame now with those um, with that front end set up, and then I got those these new zip uh, aero bars, and then I got um, a zip uh, disc. It's a rim disc or a rim brake bike. Um, so I have this zip disc that I still never raced, but I I bought for twelve hundred bucks. Um, I use Continental tires, the, the good ones. I've never had a flat knock on wood during a race, and so um, I use those. Um, and on my new bike, on my uh, tri-rig, I, I put on the SRAM red E-TAP aero rim. Um, it's a 12-speed, there's no front derailleur. So I, and I haven't, I haven't even ridden this bike yet. It's just getting finished. I'm gonna have the ceramic speed um, put on. It's, it's gonna be sweet. So I'm hopeful that it's gonna be the fastest bike you can, you can really you know, make. Um, and then I wear, uh, I like to wear a Volair uh, uh, speed suit when I'm racing. Uh, I, I definitely believe that, you know, you know, Cam Wirth will tell you that people spend all this money on their bikes and then they wear the wrong clothes, they wear the wrong helmet, they have bottle cages, you know, sticking out, ca causing drag. So I really believe in wearing a, a speed suit while you're cycling in, a, in an Ironman or a half or any, any triathlon. Um, I use the Cyclops trainer. It's not it's not a integrated trainer. It's just a, the wheel uh, wheel on trainer. I've had it for a few years. It's a smart trainer. I run Zwift on it. Uh, I enjoy Zwift. I don't do a ton of the, the training programs. I just like to ride. Um, I also have a Peloton uh, bike and treadmill. I'll talk about the treadmill, but the Peloton bike is awesome. I have one at my house and at my office, and I love it. I use it almost every day uh, that I'm not on Zwift. Um, same deal for biking. I use a lot of Vaseline. Uh, really, I think is the best for you know your armpits, your nipples, your uh, private parts, your backside. Uh, get up in there. Don't be afraid to really uh, lather yourself up with it uh, when you're when you're racing or training long. Uh, it's it's a saver. Um, and then uh, yeah, the Garmin watch. I have the Garmin Phoenix X, uh, which I have a. I also have a Garmin uh, heart rate monitor. A good, a nice one, a good one. I have uh, power meters on my pedals, the Garmin um, power meters, and the 520 Edge computer, bike computer. So I'm a big Gar Garmin guy. I just love how it all is interconnected, 
and it just kind of all my stats pop up right on my phone or on my watch um, and during the race on the by computer it's really nice to know you know what kind of watts you're pushing what kind of average watts you're pushing what kind of speed you're pushing uh, that sort of thing so uh, and your heart rate can be good too so um, I, I, I do all of that through Garmin I'm, I'm a big believer um, as for running um, you know, I, I really am a big uh, Hoka fan. Uh, got into Hoka shoes, you know, a few years ago. I, I had some Achilles tendon issues and I went to uh, physical therapy. And I was told I needed, you know, more stable shoes, get the stability shoes. And so I, I found the, the Hoka Gaviotas and they're kind of a big bulky shoe. And I think I get the impression Hoka is kind of phasing them out, but they still sell them. Um, and then I switched to the Arahis. Uh, I've been through the twos, threes, and fours. I know there's an Arahi five out now. That'll probably be my next, like, just general stability training shoe. Um, although I'm, I am also tempted because my Achilles issue seems to be um, getting better. Of and I read an article in, in Triathlete Magazine, uh, and I'm going to talk about my my race shoes. And I've always just raced in in the Gaviotas or the Arahis, but they're kind of big, bulky, heavy shoes. Um, but I did it because I just didn't want to get hurt. And I think I've been missing out. Like, I think I should have been wearing more of a race shoe or a race flat. And then um, now with the Nike uh, Vaporfly, Next Percents, uh, Zoom X shoes, um, which apparently take off about 10 minutes of everybody's uh, marathon time. I did buy a pair of those, and I, I've trained in them. I really like them. They're, I mean, and they are noticeably fast. I mean, I swear they probably take off about thirty seconds per mile of your time, which is amazing. Um, so, I, I've worn those now in four or five runs. Um, I'm going to wear those at Ironman Coeur d'Alene. And uh, I read an article in Triathlete Magazine that said you should actually, if you're wearing those to race, you should be uh, training in the carbon, the Hoka Carbon X shoes, which I'm sure are really comfortable. So I might make that change and I'll let you guys know how that goes. But so anyway, I train in Hoka's, I race in Nike uh, Vaporfly Next Percents. They're expensive, 250 bucks, but you can't argue with those time savings and, and they feel pretty cool. They're, they're kind of funny. The first 10 steps are, are kind of clunky, um, almost feeling, but then you realize how much spring you're getting from that carbon plate. And uh, you, know, you notice that the, like the Boston Marathon qualifying times are down. The, the, the running times are down across the board in Ironman and half Ironmans and it's I think because of the shoes I don't think there's any doubt about it um, in terms of sunglasses uh, I like to run in sunglasses uh, you know I can't deny Oakley's uh, are awesome awesome sunglasses wear them uh, love them uh, Roka makes great sunglasses I've got a few pairs of their sunglasses I'm usually a sucker uh, at a race um, and, and buy some some a pair of Roka's um, a little bit less expensive are, are blenders. Uh, you know, we all see their ads. I think their sunglasses are really good looking. Um, so, you know, those are those are pretty good. Um, I I like uh, wearing like trucker hats, kind of like the foamy old school flat bill types, uh, just because they absorb so much sweat. I'm a super heavy sweater, so I always try to wear a hat. I a Hammer Nutrition, who I also endorse their um, uh, Recoverite uh, recovery drink. Um, I bought some of their, like they're like four bucks. I bought a couple of their uh, foam trucker hats and I actually wear those. They're my favorites to run in. Um, I also like uh, Jan Ferdano's brand, Rise On. I bought a couple of his hats at Kona and they make a nice light um, kind of European style uh, flat build uh, 
like cycling slash running hat and I wear those um, or I wear those when I run too um, I like I like the rise on he's got some socks too that are like sort of mid calf um, or mid lower calf uh, running socks uh, that I like to wear um, I like um, in terms of running shorts, you know, I don't have any particular brands I like, but I've really moved away. I, I don't like the sort of the new style liners. I like the old style, style liners. It's like the little almost like bib thing. That it, it's just a liner on the very tops. Um, the, the kind like the um, Lululemon ones that have like a kind of like a, a pair of tight shorts underneath. Um, I don't like those. I, I find that they rub and uh, when you're doing longer uh, runs, they start to really irritate your upper thighs and I get, I get a rash both on the front and back that is pretty painful. So I really like the old school style running shorts, just light, uh, almost nothing under there. Um, just a little, uh, like almost like a jock strap sort of uh, hold. Um, the, the, the training, most of my training is on the, on the Peloton treadmill. I do most of my running on the treadmill for, for no good reason, except the weather up here is terrible. It's raining all the time. Um, so I, I do that. I, I highly recommend it. It's an expensive piece of machinery. Uh, right before the, the pandemic, um, luckily, uh, about December of 19, my wife and I, we had uh, a little bit of extra money and we decided rather than buy each other gifts for Christmas that we would turn our garage into a, a legit, you know, sort of pain cave slash gym. And uh, so we bought the Peloton bike and treadmill and it was like, you know, I think the bike's 2000 and the tread's like 4500 So we spent almost $7,000, but... Um, my wife doesn't she was doing Orange Theory which was probably 200 or more a month so you figure that's you know that's 2400 bucks a year maybe more um, not to mention we both had YMCA memberships um, and so I still have a Y membership because I use it but my wife doesn't anymore and so you, you kind of break it all down it's been we use our Pelotons every day I mean it's just the reality every single day goes by not, not a day goes by that we don't use one of them and most days we both use one of them um, and we kind of switch off between the bike and the tread so I, I really can't uh, you know I can't overstate how good of equipment the Peloton uh, bike and treadmill are so yeah I mentioned the hammer nutrition um, recover right products and also a few other products that I've used that I really like um, I've used infinite I've done their mixes I, I like them I can't say I love them but I, I like them uh, I've used cliff bar stuff that's good stuff um, I've, I've been recently kind of turned on to the you can starch uh, and I've done some training sessions with that um, it's been really good it tastes fine uh, does seem to kind of keep your energy level pretty steady um, I like Red Bulls uh, for training I like them before a workout to get me kind of pumped up and I, and I have to say Gatorade Endurance I think it's a really good product um, races that have Gatorade Endurance on the course I've always done well at and they uh, seem to keep me going and you know i try to get three to five hundred calories an hour on the bike during an ironman and gatorade endurance i mean you can just drink two bottles that's 360 calories um and per hour which keeps you hydrated and keeps your uh calories there so then i'll usually do that and like one gel um, or goo um, per hour which isn't too bad because you know the last thing you want is to just constantly be putting in products i know some people can have stomach issues with all that I find stomach issues can be avoided mostly in what you eat in the days leading up and then not eating uh, like a big dinner or dessert too late the night before a race. You want to, I probably want to, you probably want to have dinner about four o'clock 
uh, before an Ironman and whatever you have. That way you have a couple chances for the bathroom between um, then and, you know, the start of the race and you're fairly well cleared out. Uh, what you don't want to have is like a bulging stomach of, you know, pizza or pasta or Mexican food or whatever. So anyway, um, that's, those are the, some products just kind of rattling them out that, that have really changed uh, my approach to, to training and to racing. And uh, I just really think uh, a lot of those products. So uh, like I say, uh, reach out to me if you have uh, questions about any of that stuff. And um, I hope everybody has a great week. I'm gonna have a great weekend. I'm gonna have a last big uh, train session on Sunday. I'm gonna do a six hour ride and a one hour run. So seven hours and then I am tapering and I cannot wait. So uh, this has been another episode of the Try Lawyer Podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, see you all next week. I promise I will post another podcast next week. Until then.